Welcome to Trinity Radio. However, we have made a terrible, terrible mistake, as often happens here at Trinity Radio with Tech Things. Yeah. And that is that we forgot to make this a public video and not unlisted, which means some of you are just finding your way here now, just coming in, maybe just right on time. I don't know. Jonathan, you're looking a little colorful there we're going to turn you down just a little bit i look pretty but uh yeah i'm hoping this is public now and i'm hoping that you all start to show up but right now i see that there are four of you here but jonathan today is very important because people will see this in the future one way or the other yeah hundreds and hundreds and maybe thousands of people and the important thing about that is you have put together a show today that i think um is important we've talked about for a long time and i'm going to get let you give the primary preamble to this, but so that I have something to say right here at the start, I will say that uh, Tim Pool is a character that Jonathan and I both occasionally watch and yeah. enjoy and always has interesting guests. That dude lines up guests something fierce. And in fact, though it could be unlikely that Tim Pool will see this, he might. Yeah. And so right at the top of the show, we just want to say Tim Pool. I've said this about all the atheists we've responded to, even though you're not an atheist. So uh, people should totally understand me saying it about someone like you. I really like this guy. Yeah. I loved him, Paul. He's got a cool vibe to him. He's got a laid back show that's very cool. Uh, yeah. Well, it's laid back, except when it's not. And, yeah. um, and so uh, today we, we've noticed that, both of us have noticed, but particularly Jonathan pushed this, if he's a bigger fan than I am, that, um, that there are moments where Tim, even though he says that he's not a Christian or a part of any particular religion, uh, he, he, but he is, he does believe in God and he has said some things that we think sit a whole lot better on a Christian worldview, or he has expressed his views about some things. And we think, uh, perhaps the Christian view might work a little better if he would put those bullets in his gun. So, um, you yeah, know, anything I, else to set that up? Well, I've, I've probably started watching, uh, Tim pool back during the 2020 election periodically his videos kept coming up in my facebook feed uh which means people are sharing the videos and then i discovered about a year ago it was that um the irl show that that they have every night on youtube yeah, timcast irl yeah that's where they have like um a round table discussion and they and they talk about news but i i've noticed over the past year that worldview issues come up and I actually find those more interesting than the news topics because a lot of, of course we would, right? Yeah. And because all the news topics, what yeah. lies underneath those things is the worldview stuff we yeah. like to talk about. And a lot of, of the, a lot of their guests, and and I think uh, the guy from uh, Seamus, the guy from Freedom Tunes, is on there mm -hmm. occasionally, uh, have a Christian or, or Roman Catholic background to them or whatever, and so they do get some of that on there as well. And I know, like, um, I think the Daily Wire people have been on there a couple times to, to talk about stuff and they get into that kind of stuff. But I, I like that because it's one of the few places that I found uh, on the internet or cable news or just about anywhere where the worldview issues intersect with news and politics and, and culture and sometimes pop culture and things like that to discuss. And you just don't find that in public discourse at very many places. So mm -hmm. That's kind of why I'm a fan, and I, I, I don't have cable, so I don't watch cable news. Mm -hmm. uh, so all I get is either what people talk about on Twitter, now that you have me on Twitter, which is a cesspool of evil, um, and then my Facebook feed, and then these independent YouTube 
type journalists. I think that that's what you would, or, or commentary or whatever. Yeah, commentators. So, yeah, so I, I, I've been getting into that, but I really do enjoy the, the IRL, IRL uh, in real life thing, the roundtable discussion, because they have the worldview issues. That's all I really watch. Yeah, and... Well, he's got some news updates during the day or something. So uh, if I get a notification and I'm sitting at my desk doing busy work, I'll turn it in, but turn it on. But um, I did notice that Tim Pool, his worldview is kind of what we'd say generic theism uh, or, or, say so. or, or, or perhaps even maybe so far as God of the philosophers, perhaps, because mm-hmm. it's monotheism. Mm-hmm. So... Um, he will let him talk up, give us a general overview of his worldview. And I think that's in the first clip that we have. And then we'll, uh, well, let's just go ahead and get to the clips. Uh, Derek wants to know, Pritchett, do I help or hurt the talk successful of Twitter? Uh, Derek is my, uh, him and Tim, the ancient are my spirit animals on Twitter. I really, they, they say things uh, on Twitter that you won't let me. That's (laughs) right. I'm I'm a mean taskmaster. Yes. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. That's true. Okay, let's go into the little video room. Yeah. <laughs> I'm using the Star Wars swipes sort of thing now. Oh, okay. All right, there's Tim Pool, if you've never seen him before, in the flesh. And uh, we're going to go ahead and jump in. Should I just start playing it? Is this uh, clip number one? Yep. Okay. Oh, wait. Actually, let me take make sure. Yep. Yep. Here right. we go. I, I grew up Catholic uh, briefly, and my family left the church. And I've met a whole bunch of different people from all walks of life. Did you put this on double speed, Pritchett? No, I put it on 1.5 speed. Dang it, Pritchett. I know. Well, I mean, we don't want these clips to run long. Okay. You know, anarcho-punk atheist types to anarcho-punk Catholics. Uh-huh. And they, you know, uh, I, I've heard a lot of interesting thoughts, but the one thing that, that really uh, stuck with me is there was, uh, in terms of people who are spiritual, agnostic, or believed outright, is that there was a desire to discover more. <laughs> and, and I suppose it's as simple as this. I may not be a Christian. I do believe in God. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Now, this is a good quote he's about to give, but, but what... You, have you spliced these together? Is that what's yeah, happening? Yeah, because they're kind of in okay. a similar... Just keep playing them there? Yeah. Okay. And, and I suppose it's as simple as this. I may not be a Christian. I do believe in God. Um, and it's weird because people call people are like, Tim Pool's an atheist. So like, I don't know where that ever came from because I haven't been an atheist since I was like 18. But uh, I believe in God. Um, I believe in profound mysteries of the universe. And I wouldn't call it new age or anything like that. It's, it's, it's probably, um, pro- I, I would say my belief structure probably has some similarities to Christianity, but I just don't believe in the, the, the religion itself, the Bible, it's not me. And um, I think in that, we probably share some moral values, like uh, don't bring kids to adult performances. Why? Children are trying to learn and understand, and we want them to be strong. We want them to be great. We want children to be better versions of ourselves, better than us. But what they're doing is they're corrupting children and making them worse versions of us and leading, leading them down a path of corruption and unhappiness. I'm not some, you know, I'm not here to advocate for some like moral, you must be married life. Shameless might be. A lot of conservatives would argue that um, premarital, premarital sex is wrong and things like that. Nah, I'm fairly liberal. I think uh, fairly liberal. However, just because I'm more progressive or liberal on some issues does not mean I completely agree with, or I agree in any way, with the idea of cutting ourselves from our roots. I think there has to be liberty, classical liberalism, but still strong morality. And that's the one, that's the line. The line for me is, I may not agree with everything the traditionalists and the conservatives think, but I think there has to be some moral foundation. So I'll agree with them on that. So that's the end of your clip. Now, Dustin Paulson puts up here, Ah, okay. So he's a buffetist. <laughs> Take what you want and leave the rest, right? Cafeteria yeah. style Christianity. Well, that that was going to get me to my point. So he said that he he grew up Catholic, but his family left the church. And I, I'm curious as to you know why that was and why he never gravitated back towards it. You know, mm-hmm. 
what was it about that that he didn't find believable? So that, that th those are questions that I would like. Unfortunately, to, like to he didn't set up to talk about that, but right. uh, we do wonder. But but what yeah. is but what is interesting is like the buffetist thing brings us to the point that that even though he rejects Christianity, for I'm not sure why, but it, it, this idea that he he wants to still have some sort of moral framework. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and this classical liberalism idea, you know, of freedom of speech and, and entertaining ideas and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. But, mm -hmm. you know, Western civilization has been built on that kind of thing. But my question for, for Tim Pool and for other people is the Christianity is the worldview that pretty much defined Western civilization mm -hmm. as it developed over time and its antagonists, right? And that whole great conversation. But if you want to have the morality of Christianity, you know, we hear, um, oh, that atheist that has the same name as Spider-Man. Um, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. <laughs> uh, we hear him talk about, <laughs> you know, when, when he was on with IP on IP's channel, yeah. uh, he, he, IP opened up with a, with a Tom Holland Spider-Man joke. Yeah. And he said, Oh, I can't believe you made that joke. I just can't believe it. It's like he was really upset. Yeah. Uh, but he's talked about this as well. And, and the question is, if, if the worldview of Christianity is what gave that to us. Mm -hmm. and, and it seems... Dominion is the name of that book. Yeah. It seems... It, the question people need to ask, though, is for those who want to maintain that sort of uh, foundation or whatever... Um, or, or, or let's just say that kind of umbrella for culture or that kind of canopy. If you want to kick the pillars out, though, do you think that it could still stand? Because Christianity is the pillars upon which that of course sits on top of. Of course I don't think that. And so why would you think that you could maintain <clears throat> that classical liberalism, that that uh, kind of objective, common, you know, understanding of objective morality and all of that? Why do you think that you could keep that if you don't have that, which is upholding it. Yeah, it's just like we see now. And I actually, I had some some articles to go through, not today, but uh, for another video that I just kind of ditched and decided not to not to use them. But I have these articles like, um, uh, you know, talking about people trying to incorporate religious stuff in uh, religious ritual and stuff into secular lifestyles. And we've seen that sort of thing all the time and, and create a a worldview or create a ritual system devoid of God or something. Yeah. And the same sort of thing happens there. It's like, well, when you, you, you don't understand, you just cut the, like the reason that Western civilization was able to do this, the reason that people have always felt like they were born again with Christianity is because the thing that's at the heart of those rituals is something that is deeply meaningful and real to the people that take part in the ritual faithfully you know they, they they think there really is a god in a marriage let's say in a, in a marriage ceremony there really is a god that we're pledging this out loud to and to each other in front of this you know uh th this um uh preacher or priest or whatever clergy and 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 so that makes it very much rich with meaning and consequence and all of the metaphysics and everything else whereas if you're going to try to keep the ritual but cut out all of that stuff that, that most people who have gotten married in the past have had as part of that. You've just cut out what you thought was maybe unnecessary baggage that you can put like Christianity on and get rid of it. But that is like the meaningful thing that makes the rest of it sing. 
Yeah, it's it's if you want that to to there's a reality behind it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're denying the reality behind it, and more and more people start denying the reality behind it, you can romanticize about. Well, I don't believe in some of the religious aspects. You know, that's the reality behind it. But I do like some of the trappings that it offered, and we're moving away from that. And these people are kind of lamenting it. You know, even but what old. do they what what do they like about and why do they like about the ritual? The ritual side of things. Yeah, I think we would. I'm asking, but I think we would say, well, it's because human beings do for whatever reason, because it was good for like a skeptic might say, because it was good for the herd or whatever, or, uh, uh, you know, what, whatever the case may be. Um, we do kind of have it. Yeah. Um, well, I understand why people would romanticize about it. So, so uh, you know, and, and it's a part of human experience, however you think it came to be. And so we do kind of get excited by ritual we do uh, many of us do we find something you know the feeling like when you you just had it recently look at me you went to um a new church recently yeah and you said about that experience that you that there was something about the ritual and the yeah i mean the, the pomp to, and circumstance well, i'll go ahead and say you know i did visit a eastern orthodox uh, church my son was interested well you're going to help. checking it yeah of course well for other things um but for not being a Calvinist, according to Teddy and Sonny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It appealed to my sensitivities. You know, of course, I'm probably not going to ever become Eastern Orthodox or anything, but I really did enjoy the service, and I'm glad that we went and had that experience. But what's uh, what's interesting to me about this kind of longing for, for, for this, uh, well, not just ritual, but for the... For the, um, the f- Meaning. The meaning, the foundations that uh, uh, that, that we all an ontological and, and, source. Well, no, just the 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 trappings of of what we could say cultural Christianity, right? So on Twitter, there was this big stink between the Reformed Theobros and everyone else, and they're just dumping on cultural Christianity and how awful it was and how glad they're they're rid of it. But cultural Christianity kept a lot of people from breaking into your house and letting your kids play outside in the street during the daytime. That's right. You know, so there, when people talk about how awful cultural Christianity was, no, it, it was actually, in, in a lot of ways, it, it was kind of a common grace kindness of God for us to have that. And I think poo-pooing it and, and saying it's how awful it is is really short-sighted. So I understand why people want that sort of uh, culture, you know, that's this kind of, whether you're, whether you're among the faithful or not predisposed to, you know, it's more predisposed to Christianity. I think it's more friendly to Christianity as opposed to hostile, which is what our culture is now. But, but my, my point to people like Tim Poole and Tom Holland and others is why do you think that you could even have that if you don't push the reality behind it, which is, ultimately powered by the gospel itself of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, right? So uh, without a gospel-centeredness to to all of this that we're talking about, that we like, that that even people like Tim Pool would share with, with, with Christians like us or even uh, Seamus on his show or whoever, um, without the Christianity to back it up, you have no engine for this. All I would think, you know, if I was Tim Pool and I was convinced of this, I, well— Maybe we should get more into that when we go to the next clip. But if, but but I don't know why 
if I was Tim Pool, I wouldn't just uh, do all the ritual and do all the meaning and do all the, there really is morality and there really is all these different things because he's already got an ontological grounding for it if he wants one because he says he believes in God. So he had been an atheist since he was 18. Now you may not know which God, but you don't, like if you think that God ground, you think the, the, the creator of the, of the cosmos, the creator of all, of all the cosmos, whether it's a, a multiverse or just our local representation of the universe, or whatever, yeah. however, however you want to say it. If you think there's a creator who made everything, you don't have to know which creator it is to, to, to explain morality that way or, or meaning or, or whatever else he wants to do. So why does he, why does he say what he says about, well, has he said it yet? We haven't played the clip that I'm right. referring to yet, have we? So let's go on to that clip next. Let's go on to the next clip. Okay, here we go. Uh, yep, it is this clip. And we play next. You know, you know what? I, I, I view myself as a positive nihilist. Yeah. And there's a negative nihilist. Let me yeah. explain. So I can give you a very rudimentary understanding of nihilism. Basically, like, how would you describe it? Nothing matters. Total meaninglessness. Total meaninglessness. Aww. But hold yeah. on. Hold okay. on. I don't disagree with that. I take it to a positive place. Meaning is what you decide it is. Life has the value that you ascribe to it. If you, so I had this, I had this phase when I was younger where I was like, what's the point of anything? Where does this all go? And then I thought to myself, if this doesn't go anywhere, then there's no, nothing holding me back from trying to do the best things I can in terms of what this world considers to be good, whole, like positive and constructive. Pritchett, would you be a deer and turn off the overhead light while I continue to play this video? <laughs> and then I meet a lot of people, a lot of left activists especially, who are negative nihilists. Mm. Nothing matters, so why don't we just burn it down for fun? Mm. You can think nothing matters. I have no problem with that. It's what do you do next? For me, it was mm. like, if there is no inherent mattering to anything, that means we assign that value. We decide. Mm. And if I decide, I'm going to decide on good things. Making people feel better, giving them good long-term solutions, longevity, family, Life creation, exploration, those are all good things. I'm with you on the positive nihilist thing. Because I'm the same way, because I see a lot of meaninglessness in the world and finding meaning in my family and in my own religion that I'm working on. But like, I think what we can agree on is we see a hope in people, whereas the negative nihilists want to destroy people and themselves. And that's why the anti-human, anti-future comes in. And I think the positive nihilists... So that guy that just spoke, he's a Christian? I don't know. Okay. As ra more rare as it might be, I'd imagine. Like, my view of the world is, I wouldn't call it absolute nihilism. I would say I do see a lot of things as being meaningless, but I do think there is meaning to us, why we are here, why humans exist. Mm. And so I would I would find myself more in agreement with a staunch conservative, like, you know, a Christian or a religious person who, who genuinely believes in larger purpose and something bigger than themselves. I'm like halfway there. That's why I say I believe in God, but I'm not like religiously theistic yeah. or anything. If you are someone who believes there's no meaning, but that if that's the case, we should be the best people we can be because we made the meaning. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you don't think there's a God of morality and you think nothing matters, and then you decide from that, I want to make sure everybody lives the best they can because it's up to us to decide. You, I think that kind of person is going to be more aligned with people of faith and religion who, who are of a similar. Right. Not, not saying everybody, every religious person is a good person. Right. Oh yeah, of course not. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> but I'm saying the good people of faith and the good people of positive impact will mm -hmm. work together with smiles on their faces. So I, I kind of found this clip somewhat confusing because right there he seemed to almost contradict himself right in the middle mm -hmm. because it was probably absolute meaninglessness except for what we ascribe. But then he's kind of switched to there is some sort of larger purpose and then he went back to mm -hmm. but then we decide what and he what says he uses all kinds of value terms all over the place best right. if we if it's just us and we just get to decide well then we can we can make the best sort of whatever he said whatever's best for people what do you mean best well and he might say progress progress toward what away yeah. from what these are all value-based terms that imply strongly that there is some standard that yeah. you should be like trying to reach right i mean like... this kind of deist idea of of um well there's a creator god but but he just kind of left the universe to its cosmos to his own devices mm -hmm. or whatever um the very f that notion always struck me as odd that if if somebody's going to bother about creating um you know 
beings with capacity for reason and logic and, and communication relationship and relationship. I, I, I don't see, I it would, sits better on theism than deism. Yeah. Than, because yeah. deism never really made sense to me that I'm going to, I'm going to spin this off and either watch it to entertain myself and, 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 and not mess with it, or I'm going to have an intended purpose for it. And, and so I, I think the grasp for, for mattering, and the grasp for meaning and to add value to it is entirely subjective if there is no reality behind that as well, mm -hmm. which means that everything that he thinks is good about positive nihilism and someone else that he says he's okay with negative. Well, in the end, those shake out to be equals. You just mm -hmm. like your thing and they like their thing and they may think that your thing is not good mm -hmm. and their thing is good. Mm -hmm. And so then it's just, it just becomes a matter of opinion. Well, yeah, and the way, you know, the, the thing about it, like I said to you right before we started the show, I said, Pritchett, because you were like, well, it's all vacuous if there's no God, there's no foundation for it, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but Pritchett, look, what he's saying, like, at least we can understand what he's saying. Like, if if he found out there was no God or whatever, or in yeah. his case, maybe there is, but I don't know that there's anything, any ultimate, like, transcendent meaning or anything, then... Uh, then it would still be like he would still want certain things. He would still not want for you to stab him in the chest, right? Yeah. And and we would understand why he would prevent you from stabbing him in the sure, chest. Sure, we would all, you know, and we could build out a morality from that as from the skeptics and atheists yeah. do. Yeah, uh, and 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 so that's so I think that that he's got something there. I think if I found out tomorrow for sh like that there was no God or whatever, it's backwards day, and I find out that there's no God or something. <laughs> Then after that, I don't think I'm just going to be like, well, I guess I should just die then or something, or I just I just should never leave the house. I might never leave the house, but I, I think I would <laughs> just go play <laughs> video looking games. For a good now. excuse not to leave the yeah. house, but no, the truth the truth is, I think I think I would still carry on. I would I would find something else to do with my time. So I think it's a little bit reductionist when apologists act like that. Some not that you did, but some apologists that that do kind of the Mickey Mouse apologetics on stuff like that. But what I can say is okay. But here is the terrain now. If you're this, because this is because Tim would eventually, I think, fall into something like what uh, some of the atheists uh, say about this, the lack theist types. And what they'll say is they'll say, they'll say, well, look, you know, we, it's like there is no objective morality or purpose, right. but it's like the chess game. And we've said yeah. this on the show a million times, but like you said, Tim says the same thing over and over because he doesn't know who's listening. So I'll say it now. And that is that if, 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 like the game of chess, there is an objectively better or worse way to play the game of chess. Yeah, but that's given, but that's not like written in the cosmos. Right. That's if you grant that, that we should, that play we should play chess, chess right yeah. now. And, and you grant the subjective goal of checkmating, which is a sub subjective framework. Yeah. This, this particular piece that we call the king. Okay, now, once we agree on all that subjectivity, now there's an objectively better or worse way to play chess. Yes, there's, but here, here's... And, and, but hold on, because this is a picture. So yeah. if you do that with society and you say, okay, so like let's say Tim Poole said, all right, with society, what we're going to do is we're going to now structure it such that we now know what we call... Uh, there is an objectively better or worse way to reach the goal of not checkmating a, a king, but human flourishing or whatever. Right. And so that's, that's the best thing. So, so, so the, we're going to, we're going to strive toward that. Now that was subjectively chosen. He could honestly say, but now there is an objectively better or worse way to reach human flourishing. Right. One would imagine. And so you could do that. The problem is everyone who agrees with you 
and says, yeah, we want to play that game with you. We also want to play chess that way, play morality that way. Oh, great. Come on into our bubble. Now imagine a bubble and inside that are all the people in society that like that way of doing things. And it might be most of them because there is overlap there with other moral systems. But if you have someone over here in a different moral system that thinks human sacrifice is okay, or like some cultures in history have, or whatever, then now what you're saying, now, now over there, what you're doing is immoral by their code and you've got your code, but, but you can't say they're being immoral. You can just say if they were in our bubble, we would call that immoral. Right. And they can say the same thing back. And then you've got David Wood floating around here before he's a Christian, not in anybody else's bubble. You know, well, he is in somebody's bubble, the, the, the bubble with all the people in there that don't understand morality or don't sense it the way we do or whatever. Right. So you, so you, you, you've got all of that, but, but none of that gives you up over all the orbs way up in the sky, an ultimate morality. You don't have that. And so even though you can call it objective and it gets you something, and I I agree that it can be a place to start to move society towards something good. If it has cut out the ultimate, if there is an ultimate, then it's ultimately going to spin out of control and and it's not going to work. And, and, it's the Christians that are shilling for the ultimate. It's people like us that are shilling for this ultimate thing. But why would you, why, but you know, two questions that I have on this though. And one thing that the, 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 the that's the Dillahunty morality example, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Two questions I have for that whole thing though, you know, mm-hmm. number one for a theist, you still haven't answered the, 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 the why question. Why would on theism that still be more, likely the case than an objective morality and tell off to the cosmos. Why would what? That we have this morality? Why would the why would the cosmos be set up for where for a people to decide their own meaning and their own morality given theism? If you're a theist, why think that's more likely than No, an, there's moral things and it's it's an objective you, morality yeah. and a and a telos and an intended purpose. So for a theist, that's what I want to ask. And then, like you said, the second thing is, uh, you know, the, the whole so what issue, you know, because you don't have that overreach. Why is it that, you know, Tim Pool calls people evil all the time on his program? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he says those people are evil, right, yeah. all the time. And that has no weight to it if if those people aren't playing your chess game. But why is it when people have abandoned the traditional worldview, the traditional Christianity that he says, I cite more with them, right? Because he talked about in the first part of that clip, I, people who are agnostic, people who are Christian, people who are spiritual, more so than atheists, are always looking for some sort of greater thing, right? Some mm-hmm. sort of spiritual quest. Mm-hmm. You know, why is it, though, that you have that, but you, you don't think Christianity can make more sense of that? than whatever worldview you think you've come up with based on... It may be that what he would say, yeah. uh, Tim, we'd love for you to come on the show or have us on your show so we could just talk this out. You yeah, know? Um, But uh, But uh, he would probably say something like, because what he said, the only thing we got on why he's not a Christian is that's not me. Right. You know, the Bible, Jesus, that's not me, or whatever he said. And, and um, it may be that he would say, well, yeah, I mean, if I thought Christianity was true, that yeah. would really you know, that system would set all this up for me. I just don't think that the, the, the religion of Christianity and the historical claim that Jesus rose from the dead really happened 
So I don't have access to what you're telling me. Yeah, but without Christianity, is it no wonder that the culture that he's railing against, that he wants to side more with the tradition, not on all the religious trappings, but, you know, general general morality and things like that. You know, when, when the people you're opposing have abandoned that, why do you think there's a tendency to the chaos that he's railing against when without Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. So, so picture Tim Poole in the middle, right? And I'm not just talking about like political, I'm talking about just like worldview. Mm-hmm. In the middle, you know, you, you have Christians, or maybe we could even toss in Muslims or, or, or uh, Jews or whatever, you know, religious, strict religious monotheists. Then you have the temple theist slash deist, right? Mm-hmm. Who's deciding whether or not there is a meaning or purpose or I want to do good. And if no one agrees with me, who cares? But why is it that people here or on the other side, the people that he's opposing, you mm-hmm. know, why is it that they tend towards chaos that he he rejects instead of towards Christianity? And the problem that he needs to come to grips with, and he reminds me of like the the liberal that I went to high school with, which is weird because he's millennial, he's even younger than you, but he reminds me of a Gen X liberal. Uh, sadly, too many of them have gone mm-hmm. wacko leftist, but like how they used to be. And so... The tendency is to tend towards chaos without some sort of foundation. And when you have theism minus whether it's Christianity, Islam, or Judaism, we'll say, you know, just to be fair, it's always going to tend towards chaos. And if you don't like that chaos, you need to figure out why it is that, what is that, what is that work in the cosmos that tends away from a strictly monotheistic religion and then Christianity the superior one in our view because of the evidence uh, the apologetic stuff mm-hmm. but it's going to tend towards that why is why is there forces at work that are opposed to the to the things that you'd like to side with if you could just get over your religious hangups and i think that the answer to that question is is because christianity is true and that there are forces at work to move and <clears throat> the fact that it has that you say we should hold on to some things from the past yeah. and all that sort of thing and you pretty well agree uh, with Christian ideas, but just not Christianity and all those things. Well, maybe that, maybe the fact that Christianity uh, uh, has resulted in this, maybe some of these things that you're feeling and seeing and thinking right now uh, actually should be a part of an argument for the truth of Christianity as a worldview. I want to read here, honestly, Atheist says, I actually don't think everyone needs to agree for us to have coherent moral semantics. There are just people who disagree with the standard semantics, like people who think tacos are our sandwiches. Well, it, like w- when it comes to like reality versus uh, semantics, like here's a great example. If you say that's a that's a trans woman, okay, mm-hmm. and and what you mean by that is that's a biological male that is identifying as a woman, okay. There may be a semantic game going on there, okay. That like we may actually agree on some ontological realities here, but you're using different terms. But if you want to say that a biological man can become a biological woman, that is no longer an issue of semantics. This right. is now an issue of ontology. And so, and this issue that we're talking about right now, uh, about trans women, for example, is uh, a great example of one where you're going to have people who, well, maybe not, because Tim Pool's not a Christian and he would side with us, I think, on most of the thoughts about this. So, but I would think that, that this this is a place where if you're not a Christian, 
um, or you're not religious, let's say anyway, then you, you're going to have a higher likelihood, I think, of going off in one direction than the other, even though I don't think that religion or Christianity is necessary yeah. to argue against that. Yeah, I mean, but you could have common, you could have a co coherent uh, uh, moral semantics, but when it, when it gets to the ontology, you can't convince anyone unless they want to participate in your game. If it's only semantics and there's no reality behind it, and if and and if we're if we're talking about there is no ultimate objective morality, you know, <clears throat> right and wrong, then it to to me it really it's well we're just going to try to do our best to muddle through a, according to our our personal preferences, and then after seventy or eighty years, if we manage to tarry that long, it's over. Is it true, Pritchett, that nobody says, as the commenter S says, nobody says that biological men can become biological women? Nobody says bio men can become bio women. Uh, I don't know of anybody who does, but what you did was is you gave I an just example. gave an example. Yeah. yeah. It was, but it was actually, using that as an example actually, for it, semantics it, versus ontology. We weren't yeah, saying that people right. were running around claiming that. What we were saying is you can semantically have something in common, but if someone were to claim that that was a we're not saying people say that we're saying if they were to say that, mm -hmm. but you know? I have heard people say that. Oh, you have <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. That biological males Men can, can become... become biological women. Yeah. Sure. Oh, good grief. You need to read. And there's a great book, actually, I don't want to go off on this subject too much, but there's a great book called trans by a woman named Helen Joyce. And then and there's another one, uh, irreversible that, uh, gives some great stuff on all this. But, um, anyway, I noticed <clears> that I noticed that they had, they had, started saying, you know, gender and sex are two different things. And now they're, they've ditched that mm -hmm. distinction. Now trans it's, women are women and no trans women are female now. Right. That's what I'm saying. Trans women are women. Yeah. But, and, and, <laughs> but they're going ahead and using the word female. Mm -hmm. They're blurring, they're blurring. Yeah. The, but now they're saying biological males can become biological. Okay. Yeah. So science no longer mat Science didn't matter at the, women, female, mm -hmm. but now it really doesn't matter if you're saying a biological male can become a biological. That's right. And if you're that kind of per if you say that, if you think a biological male can become a biological female, well, whether you think that or not, if that's what you say, yeah. then uh, that, if you're the same kind of person that would give young earth creationists a hard time because of the science behind that, right? I, I got problems with that. Yeah, this, this, okay. that's flat earth territory, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, next clip. Yeah. Where are we going? Whoops, I'm in the wrong place. Yes, you are. Uh-oh. Wait. But anyway, look, because God exists, we believe that there is an objective more. And I know everyone's out there poo-pooing the moral argument. I'm sorry, the moral argument's awesome. Anyway, we do believe that there is an objective moral standard because it is grounded in God's nature. And given that, it makes sense that the things that people like Tim Poole are detecting epistemologically about right and wrong. And he wants to, because I think when Tim Poole calls people evil, he's not saying, I am of the opinion that these people are against my ideas of morality. <laughs> That's not what he's saying. He is saying he means it. You, you see what I'm saying? So even if you think that there is no meaning or ultimate uh, objective morality, you really do when you when you want to communicate something other than I think this offends my sensibilities about morals. No, that's not what you're communicating. When you're saying that you think someone is evil, you and the way he screams it at the camera, he is intending 
to convey that he thinks that there is a standard of good and a standard of evil that applies to everyone and these people are evil. That's what I believe that he thinks, regardless of what he says about, you know, meaning and purpose and, and morality and all of that. And the reason for it is because uh, God exists. But there's a problem that goes even deeper, which is that Amen. for decades we have lived in a society with people who we don't have the same definition of what man is right. with, right? So are human beings made in God's image and likeness, or are we just these self-replicating coils of By DNA? Man human. Yes, yes. Are we just these sort of genetic automatons right. and, and just consciousness is the wet stuff in your head, this neat substance giving rise to information processing, or do we have intrinsic <laughs> value? No. I think that's a much more substantial distinction, and it's totally been, it's totally I, been lost. And I think the issue here, we talked about this, um, you're projecting. Yes, how am I projecting? Is when someone tells you they don't have a soul, mm -hmm. why would you assume they're wrong? They don't. Because I believe all humans have a soul. Well, right, you're projecting because you do, and you believe it. Certainly someone else must. But, but I, was, I was talking to somebody who was an atheist, and they told me they don't believe in the soul, they don't believe in the spirit, they don't believe in God or religion. And I said, so do you think you're, like, then what are you, what robot? And I'm like, I believe you. Yeah. I personally feel a soul within me. I, I have this experience. I have this 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 inner 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 monologue. Some people don't have that. Do you know that? Yeah, so well, that's sad to me. Because, I mean, for me, I, I, just, see the, I just say, look, I see the value in recognizing a creator and that we all have origin in that creator and we all have a soul mm -hmm. so and i see value in that i think that society would see a value in that but i mean you can't make people to believe yeah well and the point i would make is yes you are right there are many people who say they don't have a soul who say they don't have free will i don't believe that makes it so i think by definition if a person sure. does have a soul and they do have free will then that would allow for the possibility of them to deny that they have a soul and free will but what if they don't have free will i believe that they do it's a belief about mankind but it's also properly basic everyone operates as if they have free will some deny its existence but no one acts as if they don't believe but him projecting his belief doesn't mean that he's wrong yeah no i know i'm saying you're wrong i'm saying but you are projecting your belief onto other people what i think my question my was simply the question of what if they're right? right. What if they're right? Yeah, yeah. I, I believe yeah. that you have to be humble enough to realize I could be wrong. No, for sure. But I think if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong about the fact that yes. I have free will. And so, like, if they're right, then we're all genetic automatons. There's not some special no, exception no, no, for no, me no. because of what I believe. No, no. If someone is so, if within yourself you feel your existence mm -hmm. and you feel your presence in your soul, someone else could not have one. It doesn't mean you don't. You could have a soul and they might not. Some people might be NPCs. Wait, 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 wait. Is he saying that's what he thinks? Yes. That he thinks some people have souls and some people are NPCs. Right, that's where that's where him and the uh, Seamus were, were 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 I think uh, talking a little bit past each other. Yeah, because he was like, "Well, he said you're projecting your beliefs onto them," and Seamus was like, "I mean, yeah, in the sense that either I'm right and we all have souls, or they're right and I don't have one." Mm -hmm. Seamus is making sense here. Mm -hmm. Tim is saying. Well, I think I have a soul, but I believe people when they tell me that they don't. Like, he believes that the way human beings operate in existence is some of us are insold people and others could just be NPCs. Okay, could. That's a counterfactual. Yeah. But is he saying, I think that? Yeah, he said, I believe you when people tell him that they don't have a soul. He thinks it's possible <laughs> He thinks wow, uh, this is interesting. Yes, he thinks okay. it's, he's, he thinks it's possible that some people have some human beings have souls and others do not. And I think he was attributing to that to like the the running the the introspective the more introspective versus less introspective the people that have the running monologue in their head and those who don't that that has no bearing on whether a person is ensouled who has a who has a a, a more active monologue internally that you know mm -hmm. and, and those who seemingly don't have it at all or don't or aren't very introspective at all mm -hmm. you could say that in a lot of collectivist cultures uh introspection was not a big thing mm -hmm. you know in these running but that doesn't mean that they don't have a soul because we're talking about ontology not whether or not you 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 uh 
sit there and you have your brain talking to yourself the whole day, right? Those are two different issues, right? Because if you, because you wouldn't ask these atheists, do you have conscious experience? Because they're going to tell you yes, even if they don't feel like they have a soul, mm -hmm. right? So I think Seamus is right to point out that I'm either right and we're all made the same, which means we're all dualists, or they're right and I'm wrong and none of us are have souls, you know. And but but I, I've this is interesting. Yes, but why my does, question for Tim. Why Poole, does he think this? That's my question for Tim Pool. Why do you think this? <laughs> why <laughs> why do you, are you why saying do you think this? The things you say. Yeah, but more importantly, if you think that you have a soul, right? Mm -hmm. What? best explains that does that go back to his generic deism or theism and if and if it's deistic kind of version of theism where it's a god who just creates the universe and says have fun and then you know whether he observes or not temple thinks we make our own purpose and i want right. to do what's good even though I think it really is good, and that really is evil, even though I don't. <laughs> you know, he's kind of confused there. If there is a creator, yeah, yeah. Pritchett, but if he gives you a soul, right? Because you could, you could, ha you could have a creator God who creates us no different than the animals, right? Mm -hmm. Where we're not ensouled. You could even create us where we we have reason and logic and all of that, the way that we evolved, but without souls, right? You could just, we could all just be uh, modest in that sense, right? Just physical, purely physical. And But would he say still have the same conscious experience? Well, I don't know what he soul? would say, but I'm saying if you think... That if you <clears throat> You're speaking on behalf of Tim Pool here No, today. no, but, but I'm asking questions. If you think, why think that you, you anyone has a soul? Well, Huntsman says he doesn't think Tim is coming at it from a spiritual perspective. He thinks it's more like he doesn't see evidence of an actual person in a NPC. Maybe, well, see, this is kind of like what I, is he really talking about souls here or is he just saying using soul as as a moral person or something? And uh, Because if someone says, I don't have a soul, I look at them and I say, yeah, you do. <laughs> you right, that's, you what, do. that's the Seamus answer. That's what Seamus right. was yeah, saying. Of course you do. Yeah. But why would Tim believe the guy that he doesn't have a soul? Why would he think that guy is knowledgeable enough about his own ontology to know if he has a soul? If yeah. he's saying that he doesn't. Well, that's that's a interesting question. More interesting is why think that you have one and someone else doesn't. Oh, I've got all kinds of reasons to think I have one. Yeah, I know. But why would Tim Pool think that he has a soul at all? That really is the main question here, because as interesting as it is that he thinks there's non-player characters running around, <laughs> yeah. maybe at the table with him for all we know. Right. The fact is, uh, he does... Or he could be a solipsist. He doesn't believe in Christianity, but he does, or, or any other particular religion as far as right. I know, but he does believe in God and he does believe in souls for but some it, people. But but but, yeah. but is that his view? He does believe some people do have souls. Yes, because he believes he has one. And my question is, why would you have a soul? Because God can create a cosmos filled with rational creatures like human beings without a soul. But it seems like a, a soul. Let's do let's do this um, uh, grab bag apologetics here, right? Um, if you believe that you have a soul, why would you have one? What? Why would you think that it connects to a non physical reality? And why think that objective morality and objective purpose and meaning to existence isn't part of that non-physical reality that comes from? Because obviously, if you believe in God, you can get a so insouled person, a non-physical 
part of your personhood, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But why believe just that aspect of the non-material world, but not the things like objective morality? Or even if you believe in that or you want to believe yeah. in that, why not objective purpose and objective meaning? Because you have as much evidence for that morality or meaning or whatever as you do for your soul. I mean, what, what, are you, what is he relying on to know that he has a soul, I wonder? Because, because um, whatever it is can't be nearly as accessible right. as, wow, it's really wrong to... Um, Torture babies. Yeah. And and I and that and I have evidence of that through it's morality, right? The only yeah. way we could possibly learn about morality, um, I mean, now you can learn through about statistical what people do, but in terms of observing it directly, the only way you can do it is introspection. Yeah. Look at yourself, look internally, and 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 learn. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you if you can if you think you can look internally and find a soul, you definitely should think you can look internally and find uh, objective morality. I think. Well, uh, well. At least and, if you think you can find a soul. Well, know. I think he's confused on the issue of objective morality and not. And I think he, but I think he's, he's more confused on, uh, on the, the positive nihilism because it goes back to, if you believe that you have an immaterial part of your personhood, mm -hmm. why would you not think that that's connecting you to a larger purpose, a larger telos, a larger meaning and a larger, you know, and, and an objective morality? Because it, it, because you could have, you could have wet, you could have God and wet robots. You can yeah. have God and, and us not have souls. But if you're going to believe that at least you have a soul, and if you're not a solipsist, right? That if mm -hmm. Tim goes, we all go, right? Right. right. I mean, if you're if, if you're not that, if you're not that, and you think at least you have a soul, right? Then what? That makes better sense on Christianity. Well, not only does it make better sense on Christianity, but it, it, it you need to think about the implications that. You having a soul means you have a non-physical reality to you, and it does that not have? Why would you have that if there is no purpose beyond yeah. your soul? Because a soul is, in Christian thought anyway, the soul implies you're connected to non-physical reality and other things that are meaning, purpose. You sure. know, the design uh, to, to worship God, mm -hmm. you know, to know God, to be relational to God, to, you know, all of that, the objective morality, the non-physical entities in addition to your own soul, mm -hmm. angels and demons, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. Mm -hmm. So I think he needs to think through the implications of his own beliefs and then agree with Seamus that either all human beings have souls or none of us do. Well, honestly, atheist is back again saying maybe all the self-reported non-resistant non-believers in the world are actually unsold automatons. It actually does provide a feasible theodicy against divine hiddenness. Um, it, it might, if I had any, ev first of all, I like that you're playing with the theology here, honestly, atheist. Mm -hmm. I, we love it when atheists take it seriously and, and work with it that way. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you for that. But if I had any reason to believe this was true, that some people don't have souls, I, you know, like you might say, well, you don't have any evidence that, that people do have souls. And that would be a whole other conversation. But, but, but what I'm saying is from within my worldview perspective and, and even looking at any evidence anyone wants to share with me, I have no reason to believe this, that some people right now have souls and other people don't. I, I don't know why I should believe that. 
But we've read a dissertation where someone believes that you are the only insult person. Someone argued that you are the only non, you are the only player character. Yeah. They didn't get into souls, but they're like, the others are non-player characters. Like it may be. In your universe. In your world. Because he was affirming a multiverse. It was a Calvinist universalism. It was a Calvinist universalism. I'm only going to talk about this because it's so weird. Yeah. But, But this person was like, this student was like, what if, and he, and he argued this whole thing out. What if you had a universe for every individual person who will ever live or yeah. has ever lived? And, and, and in their universe, they're the only player character. Uh, so when the others reject and ostensibly are condemned without Christ, that's okay because in some universe, the real player character for that person is... And they will be saved. Yes. Um, and do that for all 110, 120 billion people who've ever existed. Yeah. But you don't have to act like, oh, that's so big because, well, we're talking about God here. Yeah. But what you can ask is, that's kind of like is a there any reason I should believe all of that? Right. <laughs> the answer is not really. <laughs> not really? Not really. Because you and I could right now, whoever's watching this, this could be their universe and you and I are just the NPCs in it, but I don't feel like an NPC. Yeah. But why would an NPC? No, I'm, if I'm I was a character, I know I'm the player. character. No, someone who's watching both of us could be the player character. In this no, no, no. I'm the player character. I'm self-aware. Well, I'm self-aware too, but no, you're not. But you all say the, you are, but that's what you would say. Of course. And that's, <laughs> yeah. Of course an NPC would say that because yeah. Yeah. You would say that. Uh, okay. Honestly, atheist shook my hand. Uh, okay, uh, GMW says, Hunter Braxton. That's not my handle, by the way, I don't think. But, and my name is Braxton Hunter, but I love that you got creative. Have you, Have been-, you been to Walmart lately? I think that's because he's thinking there's a lot of NPCs at Walmart. Yes. <laughs> that's all I can make out of that. Yes. As much um, as I want to say a lot of these zombies on Twitter are NPCs, and I'm not just talking about the bots, I'm talking about people that have substantial followings that just spout off talking points or whatever they're shilling for. Uh, I do believe that they're still made in the image of God and have souls because unlike Nick Quint and Chris Date, we're not physicalists. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this person said did, in the dissertation, this person think that these non-player characters in the world of the player character are genuine people or merely illusory. That wasn't clear to us. You sat in with me and we talked to this yeah. guy and I can't remember exactly how he answered that. My take was not really. <laughs> but it, the whole thing serves as a defeater for the problem of evil. Is what it, yeah, the idea right? is if this is even remotely possibly true, yeah. Then the it serves as a defeater for hell. It serves as a defeater for the problem of evil. I told him he only added the NPCs in because I told him, you have not only not answered the problem of evil, you have extrapolated the problem of evil <laughs> times exacerbated. every person who's ever lived. Right. <laughs> infinitely or seemingly, yeah. almost infinitely. Yeah. In every possible world. Yeah. You've just yeah. damned billions of more people. But I think, no, I think that, I think that was, well, those, the NPC versions are annihilated, right? So he kind of shielded for that too. So hell yeah. was empty. Is there more video I'm supposed to pull up? Yes. Let's go next to, anyway, Souls, why do you have one and what is it connecting you to? I don't consider myself a uh, Christian. 
I say this all the time. I believe in God. I don't really follow any, like, scripture of any religious institution. But I gotta say, over the past few years, the more I've seen, the more it certainly felt like angels and demons. The more it feels like a nefarious, malevolent presence seeking to subvert something more divine in this world. <laughs> what? <laughs> right. So, there <laughs> you have... Guy? There you have objective morality. Yeah. If you're calling something... Yeah, like, it's malevolent. Yeah. There's a malevolent... What did he say? Let's angels and demons. There's demons. ...of any religious institution. But I gotta say, over the past few years, the more I've seen, the more it's... I keep hearing him say, I got saved over the past few years, but that's not what he said. I got to say over the past few years. Yeah. The more it certainly felt like angels and demons, the more it feels like a nefarious, malevolent presence seeking to subvert something more divine in this world. Something more divine. But see, he's not saying that is what it is. He's saying that's what it feels like. Yeah, right? there's a reason and why. I'm saying, there's a reason why it feels like that. Come on in, bro. The water's fine. That's right. There's a You're reason. You're saying all this Christian stuff, man. Yes. There is a reason why it seems that way, because it is that yes, way. Yes, there's lots of demonic nonsense happening right now. Yes. Angels and demons, <laughs> buddy. What worldview accounts for angels and demonic you activity got, better than all the others? You've got a... Christianity. That's right. And you've got a very smart guy here. Yes, other religions have angels and demons, but what religion best accounts for it? Christianity does. Yeah. No, now we have evil, so we have to have good. What is good? Right. None but God. <laughs> but but look, here's Tim, a smart guy. Tim, I'm I'm going to presume you're watching this. You may have missed last week, but I'm presuming you're watching this week. <laughs> and I want you to know that, listen, man, you you are saying so many things that fit hand in glove with the Christian message. Now, not everything you're saying is this business about you know sleeping around outside of marriage we got to work on that pal yeah but uh Come on, not, Seamus. yeah it's gonna, it, the christians <laughs> at your table are probably they're probably they probably have conversations off the air about all this stuff don't you think probably i mean we everybody else does so yeah. i just want you to know tim i think you're i think i think you're close i i think you need to um watch my dad's youtube channel listen to a solid message on repentance and not because you're a, a horrible person from a human perspective but because we're all sinners yeah and you need to at the end uh if he, if he like leads in a prayer of salvation or something it can't be just some words you say like magic but man you need to seriously consider jesus died for the sin of the world he died for you tim guess what i'll say something that not every christian will say he died for you he died for everyone at your table he died for me and pritchett and everyone watching this podcast and everyone in the whole world amen pritchett amen and that means that you can know him and you can be my brother in a way that's greater than brotherhood of man type stuff you can be my brother in christ and and i want that for you and i want it for you too honestly atheist and 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 the commenter s and everyone else here that kevin didn't show up this week but whatever but but listen <laughs> you are saying so many christian things how does a man say because it really is true you can look at some of what's going on right now it is so demonic it's obviously demonic yeah and, obviously. and you're saying and you're saying and you're looking at it and going man it looks like angels and demons to me yeah because it is it's angels and demons man man that tree sure looks designed Look at the trees. Well, he believes in God. But <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't stop there, right? It's if you're relational, you believe that you have a soul, you you I think he wants to affirm objective morality even if he's wishy-washy on objective purpose, mm -hmm. right? But you have a soul. If you believe that you have a soul and I, we believe he has a soul, what is that connecting you to and why? Mm -hmm. Right. He needs um, to explore those questions. But it, you're right. There's another reality deeper than that. that it, 
Unashamed of Jesus says, why is Tim presumed as smart? Well, I think sometimes, I don't know that you do this, Unashamed of Jesus, but I believe there are incredibly smart people of almost every worldview. And that's because I'm talking here not about wisdom necessarily. Um, I'm talking about their like they're smart. They're like their IQ. Like this they is figured smart out how guy. to make a ton of money yeah. talking about politics. Yeah, I mean now like Pritchett doesn't use this term the way I do. Like he'll sometimes be like, Well, I'm dumb sometimes. No, you're not dumb sometimes. You, on some topics you're I'm ignorant. foolish sometimes. Yeah, or you're foolish, right. I'm foolish sometimes or I'm ignorant of certain yeah. issues. But Oh, there's Kevin. Kevin didn't yeah. he's just been yeah. quiet today. Yeah. Well I think um, I, I don't know. I like I like Tim Pool because I like his grit, you know, just a guy with a camera who's now built himself a tiny little media empire or a little tiny empire, but still. Uh, he's got chickens, by the way. That, that's really why I like He Tim has Poole. a channel, doesn't he, that's just his chicken just, just streams chicken. And you give money, they'll like fire stuff Fire food out. in there, but I don't have, because I have my own chickens, and I had chickens before I discovered Tim Pool, because, you know, but that's why my wife likes to watch Tim pools whenever he talks about the chickens. Cause she, you know, we, we like chickens. So, so that, that, I feel like, you know, he's, he's one of us homesteaders, except he probably has a lot better setup than we do. Yeah. But anyway, we have one more clip to get to. Let's do it. I think I have to do what I did before and pull it from the, uh, something went wrong. Apple keeps taking my video clips and putting them up in the cloud. If anybody knows how to stop that, could you like not hear, but somewhere like, or yeah, you could hear. Just just explain to me, is there a button or something that I'm missing? But uh, I can get it back. It's not that big of a deal. And I have Pritchett here to keep, you, keep you paying attention for a minute. That's right. Get that in there and let's, let's uh, go with the final clip. Final questions for Tim Pool. Well, this is pulling up. It's not doing anything? There we go. Talking about it earlier, man, there's no purpose. People have no no goal. They have no plan. They don't know what they're alive for. Washington same. Post. But wait a second. Wait, is this not the right one? Yeah, it should be. Okay. I wanted to say something real quick from a minute ago. Who gets to, when we create an invention, who gets to create, who gets, what is the purpose of that invention? You're like, well, which invention? Any of them. What is the, what is true about the, the, the purpose? I'll tell you that the person who invented it has a reason for it. Has a reason he invented it. Yeah. And that's the purpose. That's right. When someone created a shovel, that shovel was meant to dig dirt or whatever else you can use a shovel for that it's that is a proper use of the shovel, right? Same with anything else. Now, it may be different with with people if you don't think there's a god because then you're stuck doing the existential atheist sardian thing that we're kind of hearing here that well I just decide for myself what my meaning is and I like to you know, do math. So I'm going to be a mathematician and that's my purpose in life. Well, okay. That that's, that's all well and good. But Tim thinks that there's a creator. Mm -hmm. And if Tim thinks that there is a creator, then it just is the fact that if the creator intended Tim to exist or mankind to exist and gave him a soul, he has a purpose for, unless you don't think God is as smart a creator as the guy who made the shovel was right. You know, like he, he created with a reason, with a purpose and whatever that is, that's your purpose, Tim. Right? I agree. And there's a, you know, I could see, I could see deism and no purpose and a creator coexisting if we weren't soulish creatures. Mm -hmm. We were just physical. But I could, I'd still think I had a purpose if there's a creator. Unless he didn't intend me. Unless he didn't intend for like evolution. If evolution brought man to, and that was all like, he didn't have anything in that. 
Uh, he just didn't see that coming or something. Open theism is true for this theistic situation. Okay, fine, but I don't think that that's how it works. I don't think even if just bare theism is true, that's how it works. And why have angels and demons huh? doing stuff if there wasn't like a ultimate... See, angels and demons doing things, fighting cosmic battles for good and evil makes sense if there is a ultimate goal and there are people trying to prevent humans from achieving it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense on theos on Christian theism. Anyway, let's let's play this Stop last clip. Well, real quick, let's see. Uh, let's see real quick. Oh, Tim, Tim the, the ancient. ancient. I'm kind of sick of these right adjacent podcasters trying to have their theistic cake and eat it too. The existence of God implies things. Amen. Now go and do the work. Just don't tease your audience, or invite Doctor Pritchett on, and he'll yeah. explain it to you. But if you invite him on, invite me on too. Oh, <laughs> right. By the way. I was going to tell you, there is a very popular podcast that confirmed to me today that they not only want me to come on, they want both of us to come on. Don't say the name of it because it's not locked in yet, but pretty big. We're looking forward to it. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. So back to the video. Yeah. Article saying ahead, that like back young back people back are suffering from extreme. So we get some. About earlier, man, there's no purpose. People have no, no goal. They have no plan. They don't know what they're alive for. Yeah. Washington Post put this article saying that like young people are suffering from extreme levels of depression like not seen before. Because yeah. they got nothing to live for. They're wayward. Yeah. Hey, they, it, it, look, back in the day, people had religion, faith, God, right? Mm-hmm. Today, a lot of people still do. But uh, 20, 30 years ago, people had their community. They had their classes. They had their state, st- you know, s- uh, state championships or whatever. Mm-hmm. They'd go and they watch the community and cheer them on. There was something they focused on. There was something they were working for. Today, they have nothing. Yeah. So what they do, they go on Instagram and they say, what will get me social satisfaction? I need more likes. What gets yeah. me more likes? Garbage bazongas. generic, yeah, bazongas, mm-hmm. garbage generic content, booty shaking, and yeah. that what happens when you don't get the legs anymore. Like people's people's yeah. psyches are just shattered. Yeah. Think about this, right? You can go to the poorest country in Africa, take your pick, and I bet you the United States of America has a higher rate of depression. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also say, um, you said people need Jesus. Yeah, that's one way to put it. I would simply put it this way: people with Jesus are doing better than people without. Facts. That, that, this is not me making a religious statement. What I'm saying is, the people who have no faith and no plan have have higher rates of mental illness, have higher rates of depression, and the people who have religion have something anchoring them. About it earlier, man. There's no. I'm smiling at this not because I, I think that you know that I'm happy that people are experiencing mental illness at higher rates or whatever. That that's not that's not the point. But it's just that again, he's like, I'm not going to say people need Jesus. I'm just going to say that if they don't have Jesus, <laughs> all this other stuff happens more with that demographic. Yeah. Well, that sounds kind of like you're saying. That's not need to say Jesus. that people who are Christians don't have depression. <laughs> that's, and anxiety. That's right. That's right. But. He, in general, yeah, that's the tendency. He says, you know, when he was talking to, I think that's a Christian rapper that, that he's talking to. Um, and, really? And, and earlier in that show, I didn't want to clip it out because I don't, I, I like more of our talks and less of the clips playing. So, mm-hmm. no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, he had said people need Jesus. But that's this guy, he, this is a Christian rapper? Yeah. And he was, he was referencing something he had said earlier when he said, you said, People need Jesus. He said, that's one way to put it. I'll just say that the people with Jesus are doing better than without. You know, and, and my, my I guess the final questions for Temple would be, why do you think that is? And who do you think Jesus is that makes that kind of thing possible? Yeah, why, isn't that suspicious? It's like in each of these clips, Pritchett, and I'm assuming these didn't all happen on the same night, but in each of these clips, he's giving us another reason why one might suspect Christianity is true. Yeah, as well, like you know, right? Uh, but but the but the ultimate question is, who do you think Jesus is 
because that ultimately if you're wrong about jesus you're wrong it, 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 from a christian perspective if you're wrong about jesus it doesn't matter what you're right about right and that brings us to this thing right here from kevin he says i suspect that some of the conservative podcasters are grifting onto the uh religious movement not nearly as devout as they let on crowder comes to mind probably others too but i don't know for sure yeah i think they're you know we 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 did a show on that you know and that that's very possible uh but but tim pool i don't think fits because number one he's not a christian and number two he's probably center libertarian not really you know He's, he reminds me of a liberal from the 90s. Here's what I think, Kevin. So I, I don't know that. I think he would not say, I think he would intentionally not say things that he knows will absolutely tick off some, like most Christians. Yeah. Um, like, I don't think you would find him saying, the resurrection of Jesus is just garbage, bunk, you know, blah, blah. I don't think he'd do that kind of thing. I think he would not say certain things that he might think so as not to upset a lot of his audience that he doesn't need to upset. But I do think right, that if he does, this kind of stuff hold is on. Not the main but if, point of but hold on, yeah. if he does say something, I believe he's he's saying it because he thinks it's right. Yeah, I, I don't think he's just lying. Right, right. Because he doesn't have to talk about any of this at all. <clears throat> right, but he does. Yeah. I mean, and this isn't the main purpose of his show anyway to argue religion. Uh, but um, I, 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 I just here I'll say this. They're talking about Carlson. Too. I, I prefer. I prefer. Never a, seen Tucker. Carlson I prefer show. a generic theist who weaves this into larger worldview discussions into news and politics than a grifting Christian right-wing commentator who's got a potty mouth. I'll, I'll say that much. I'll take a Tim Pool over the 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 Christian-adjacent potty mouths type right-wing commentators. Well, I agree with Brando. I hope Brando's right. Tim's purpose is to create a secular podcast, become Christian after it is massive, and bring a bunch of people to Christ. I like that idea. Yeah. Let's hope that's in the cards. But Here's Derek saying, you agreed with him. There's a lot of evil going on in the world that is frankly demonic. For your audience and anyone who might watch this, who may be looking out in the world without despair and fear, what is the solution? What is the solution to the evil? Well, Pritchett, you can handle that. But what I would say is the solution is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now that sounds like what you would expect me to say, but let me tell you something. What Tim is finding out more and more uh, seems to be true. It seems that you can map spiritual warfare, I think, onto our nation pretty pretty well with what's going on. I do think that there's a culture war, and that culture war, I think, um, often treads over these things. The truth is that if there is a God, as Tim believes that there is, and he created the universe, then he's very, and, and if we're right that Christianity is true, we're very much interested in, we think God is very much interested in what is going on in the nations. If you think there's a God at all who's interested in creating human beings and to be relational with each other, then I think you would, you would, you would find that it's very plausible that on theism you would have a God who's very concerned about his children, quote unquote, and I don't have to put the quotes for me. And I think that he would look, I think, I think that the only, if all of that even might be true, we have a serious problem because there is no one on earth right now and nobody running for president in the United States, let's say for sure, who's got the solutions to the problems. You've got America almost split down the middle over serious issues. It's not like it was um, in decades past uh, in, of the past, let's say, 
you know, 30 years. It's not what's, like what's, what's going to be the tax rate, the corporate interest right, yeah. tax rate. Po- stuff that we think be- of as more political. political. Right, yeah. Now you go far enough back and you have civil rights type stuff and all that kind of stuff. That is, and that's of course been there all along. And that is very important too. Those are big deal issues. But with the things we've got right now with abortion and gender ideology on the table, what's happening is you've got people on both sides who aren't going to, bu- who won't budge, won't budge unless they have a paradigm shift. And I know someone who can bring paradigm shifts. The Lord Jesus Christ can reach into a man's heart and turn it from a heart of stone to a heart of flesh. He can reach into a family that has been destroyed and broken and hurt because of bad ideas and sinful decisions. And he can heal. He can bring good out of evil and beauty out of pain and darkness. And so right now, Jesus is the solution because he is the God of the universe who became a man to take our place to die on an old rigged cross for all of our sins so that if you would accept that salvation, repent of your sin, turn from the way you're living uh, without Jesus to a life with Jesus, then that healing can begin and that salvation will come. And right now, you know, people talk about a lot of times like, uh, you know, communism and that sort of thing being you know so bad and all that. Here's the thing. If you had a perfect leader, if we had a perfect leader who was a king, and we could just look to the king and do what he says, it would be a different story. The problem is there's never been a a, a perfect king except the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want him for my king. I don't want Joe Biden, nor Donald Trump, nor DeSantis, nor name the, what's the lady's name? Haley? Haley, Kelly Haley, something like that. Nikki Haley? Nikki Haley. Who want, is she in South Carolina? I have no idea. Arizona? I don't know. The bottom line is... (laughs) You need Jesus, whether you realize you do or not. And even Tim, even though he says, I'm not saying you need Jesus. I'm just saying you need Jesus. That's basically what he came out saying. Right. And and there's a reason for that because Jesus saves. And that guy on the screen that you've left up there, he knows it. I wish I could. He knows. I wish I knew what his shirt said. Make America what again? Something A-I-G-H-T. Oh, I think it said make America straight again. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I shouldn't have drawn so much attention to that but um i will tell you this you don't agree with it <laughs> no i actually i actually of course i agree uh, with with it i i don't like how people tend to take that sort of it's like when when uh with my, what michael knowles said the other day and everyone said oh well that sounds like he's calling for some kind of a genocide or something you know that's that's where you get but yeah i i do think that um Human sexuality is best understood, biblically speaking. Well, make America straight again and using the word eradicate are two different things. I mean, that that, that buys, yeah, that's (laughs) a little bit different there. Uh, But what did he say? Did he say eradicate those people or did he say eradicate an ideology? He said ideology, but I mean, he can carry his own water. We're not here to defend Michael. We're here to ask Tim Pool questions about his worldview and show him that there is a consistency this all leads somewhere. Everything that you want to affirm has its yes and amen in Jesus and Jesus alone. And the chaos that he is railing against every night on his program and all in his news updates, that is demonic. And there's a reason for that. And there's a whole worldview that, that goes with that. And Seamus knows, and this guy knows, and several of your guests know. So I do hope that Tim does see this and, and considers we have, we're exploring do an- these questions and, and trying to really come to grips with what he publicly says he thinks. Why does he think those things and where do those things go and where do they 
dead end and maybe have more conversations about those things. And, and we are going to, I was going to say, we, we're, we'll put out another short or something that is just five questions for Tim Poole. Right. And see if he answers. Because we, honestly, I don't expect him to watch an hour and 15 minute podcast, right? But he could. That he's never heard of before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you never know, maybe. Maybe. Every now and then I'll search Braxton Hunter and I'll see videos. I didn't have any clue. But if you look on, Jonathan Pritchett. Yeah. on Twitter, we have been notified, though, that, that, um, at least somebody said that both Tim Cass was his favorite political thing and we were the, their favorite apologetics thing. And he was glad to see there was some overlap or something. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I think most people would rather IP be on there than us, which tracks <laughs> one day will be as awesome as IP, but not this day. Yeah. I was Bryson gray. That's, that's his, that's yeah, that's right. And I was trying to figure out that shrieking about the science of transgenderism and denying the biology of homosexuality is the height of hypocrisy. Great job, everyone. I'm not sure what we're saying here. I, I'll well, put it on the screen so everyone can know. Yeah, what I want I want to be pretty clear that I, I think that both homosexuality and uh, what has come to be known as gender ideology is uh, is opposed to uh, biblical Christianity. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, we have a different position than like Tim Poole on that. Maybe he means because I didn't, but the, when, the, when about this shirt, I said something yeah. like, oh, well, maybe I wouldn't have called it out. That's only because it takes us off on a whole other topic, but yeah. we went ahead and went on that topic. Right. So, because yeah. like Tim Poole's position on that, he doesn't care once you're over 18, do whatever you like, but, but he's like, don't mess with the kids, which I can't believe we can't get everyone around, you know. That should be that. easy. Yeah. That should be. But uh, the fact that it isn't, it's like, it, it's maddening. Did IP go on Timcast? No, but uh, I would love for him to. I mean, I'd rather Braxton and I go on there, but I mean, you know, IP's got a bigger platform, so mm -hmm. he's more likely. Unless Tim Pool has a, you know, a soft spot and wants to help us out. Y'all are now naming a bunch of people I don't know. I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah, um, I don't either. But anyway, believe it or not, you said Tucker Carlson. He's been all over the news lately. Never seen an episode. I've never seen Tucker Carlson do anything. I don't have cable i don't watch cable news do you have cable yeah but you actually on, have cable I don't, our condo gives it to the whole condo oh well i mean it comes out of our hoa fee oh why are we talking about this we'll see you later folks this has been great and uh listen uh we got stuff coming at the beginning of next week that's gonna blow your mind now i just got to go figure out what it is and pritchett <laughs> why don't you close us out yes um I would just like to say that we are fans of Tim Pool. Whenever we watch it, we usually like it. We um, are glad that he, they have these conversations and mix worldview in with politics and stuff. But we really want Tim Pool to answer these questions so that it could give him to think through the implications of the beliefs that he has expressed. And if he ever wants to talk to us about it, we're happy to talk. And by the way, if you're watching this and you've made it to the end, did you know that if you want to learn formally, bible stuff, Theology, apologetics, pastoral ministry, preaching. You can get your theological education by going to www.trinitysim.edu. Come fill out an eval form. If you're considering a degree, undergraduate, graduate, we got them. Check out our website, fill out the eval form, and learn from professors you've actually heard of, like Braxton Hunter, Jonathan Pritchett, Tim Stratton, Leighton Flowers, Chris Date, Jim Chatham, 
uh, others. <laughs> Trainingstim.edu. Uh, real quick, because he asked me a couple times and I meant to answer it. Yeah, I watched the uh, Hernandez debate and uh, talked to Eric about it afterwards. Uh, I thought Eric did well. I think uh, I, I, mean, I probably will do a, a debate video on it. Maybe I'll have Eric on to talk about it, but I thought that Eric did a really good job. I like the other guy. I thought he did okay. I, I think um, I, I think in the cross X, um, maybe Eric got the better end of it, but I don't know. But it was a very enjoyable discussion. I, I, I liked it. And I loved the venue. Venue was awesome. Pritchett, did you see it? You didn't see it. I don't, yet. Mm-hmm. It's He's in your my, favorite apologist. Yes, I know. That's why it's one of the few Christian YouTubers that's actually in my watch later yeah. uh, thing in, on YouTube. All right. Well, with that, we'll see you next time on Trinity. Radio.